Welcome to the Dadvocacy Podcast. This is episode number five. I'm Ryan Skaggs. I am Tristan King. And uh, what do you got? What do you got? What are you looking at over there? We're, uh, you know, hey, what's today actually? Today's uh, today's Thursday the 28th. I got this notification on my phone this morning. I said mom's birthday. And I'm like, no, that's in February. What day are we? I mean, like I totally <laughs> I was freaking out for a minute because I'm like, oh my gosh, my mom's birthday is today. And nope, it's that pre-week Reminder. Oh, yeah. I need like nine of those, actually, because that's how it works. I have like four different alarms. That's to get how out. my Outlook calendar is. It'll remind me like a week in advance. Yeah. So but it gets me all stressed out about stuff that isn't coming up anytime soon. I know, crazy, right? Yeah. You're like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's like, hey, freak out about this later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's what I did. I actually had to look at it and be like, okay, wait a second. So this weekend, um, you know, hang out with my kids, having a good time, right? And we're all kind of sitting around the table, and we were talking about movies that we really enjoy. Or at least actors. And I kind of brought up the pest because... John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo, right? So I was... I don't know. There was some reference to Tu Wong Fu. Okay. And if you've never seen the movie, it's Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar. You've got John Leguizamo, Wesley Snipes, and Patrick Swayze. Mm-hmm. Um, the echelons of male manlyhood and manliness oh, and all two, that from the 90s. Two of the three. John really wasn't, I know. <laughs> but they all played cross-dressers. Yes. And the movie, I mean, honestly, um, it's fantastic. You know, it actually is a really great movie. <laughs> But I was thinking about John in it, and he, I mean, I mean, honestly, man, he nailed it. He's amazing. So I was like, man, who else or what else has is as good as an actor? All right. Because so John in the past goes through like nine or ten different characters. Isn't he also in like the Chappelle show? Probably a few times, yeah. Where they like do like ask the, mm-hmm. somebody, like, I think so, yeah. like ask the black dude or ask the gay dude. And I go, okay. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's been in the Chappelle show. I'm but, almost positive. So John's amazing. Then I was like, all right, who's who's a, who's a second or even equal? Have you ever seen the movie Bedazzled? No. Brandon Fraser, Elizabeth Hurley. Okay. And Elizabeth Hurley's the devil, and Brandon Fraser is Okay, this. no, I have seen that movie. Yes. I flippin' love this movie, right? And so I'm talking to my kids, and I'm like, dudes, do you remember that? Like, how many different characters he goes through, and all of his buddies in the movie go through different characters also, and they have different profiles? Um... And my son Dylan's like, no, Dad, I don't, I don't remember it. I'm like, no, you've watched it like nine times at least. He's like, no, I don't remember. So we watch it. And we're laughing, having fun, and just going to town. And I think my favorite character in the entire movie is his super sensitive, freckled redhead that cries and weeps at the sunset. <laughs> and, and spouts off sonnets just randomly. Yes. Yeah, I, know, so, I, I know the movie now that you described it. Oh, my gosh. It. I've seen it. It's and it's usually like on at like one or two in the afternoon on a Saturday on a random channel. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like Comedy I'm, Central or something The lower like end channels for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But no, I mean, it was just amazing. And so, while well, watching this, uh, we're laughing at the other good parts and, and checking out Elizabeth Hurley because she's amazing in this movie. Come on. I'm just going to give a pause for Come Elizabeth on. Hurley right there because, yeah. yeah, she really is. Was well, she um, in the first Awesome Powers, too? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, we're talking and stuff, and randomly, I come across botched taxidermy. It's <laughs> like... <laughs> And how do you get from those ends of the spectrum? I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how I got there. But I got there, and so I'm showing my son the botched taxidermy. Some of them are so bad. Oh Cringeworthy. And he's like, Dad, can we buy some of these? Yeah, I actually would absolutely have some of these in my home because they're over the top. Yeah. Um, they might get shot in the middle of the night, potentially, or attacked by me or a cat. Freak my kid out. <laughs> um, but they're so amazing. And there's one, and it's like, one through nine, what are you today? And they're just ridiculous, and I actually, I should have just taken a picture of this stuff so everybody could see it, or you could see it, Ryan, at least yeah. laugh with me, but just freaking hilarious. No, some of the one uh, the one that has 
The cougar that looks like a golden retriever. I don't mm-hmm. know if you saw that one, but it's like smiling too. Yep. Yeah, super weird. There was one that looks like, it, it almost looks like a bunny. Um, it's like an open mouth, but I don't know if it's the mouth or the butt or the tail, but there's an eyeball there. And yeah. I'm like, I looked at my son and I was like, dude, I don't even know what happened to this. And we just couldn't control it. So Dylan and yeah. I, we like dumb stuff. We really love dumb things. Or the one where they'll use, like they'll do a deer mount, but put dentures in it. Like mm-hmm. human dentures. Oh man, those are the best. <laughs> Animals with human teeth. Yeah. Super, Sharks look like they're super, smiling at you yeah, and happy. Super weird. Just give them a hug. It's no big deal. No, I almost I saw one on Facebook ads last week. I almost bought it, but I did not want to spend the $175 to buy a jackalope. I almost bought a jackalope. Jackalope's <laughs> classic. I don't think... Do, I think my grandpa had one, do if I'm not mistaken. Do know what they are? Oh, yeah. No, no. Nobody now. Like Mac, do you know what a jackalope is? No idea. Yeah. Okay. So, I've heard the name, though, for sure. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's a acquired... It's an antelope... With a jackrabbit. Jackrabbit, yeah. Yeah. And it oh, used to be like a skit on a TV show, I feel, when it's we a were jackrabbit a jackrabbit with antelope antlers. with Or with deer antlers, depending on who makes it. But, what, yeah. What? But it was a skit on a show. What show it was, was that? On, oh, it's going to kill me. I'm going to try and look for yeah, it. Yeah, you guys are lost in the 1980s and 90s with us right now. So Jackalope. <laughs> stuff. Um, so to kind of recap last week's episode, we talked about the fatherless uh, epidemic. And uh, we should have the uh, updated audio up online now too which is great so um you can actually hear me talk it was if you listened to it early we did get a few emails about it um want to apologize but that that has been addressed and fixed so want to thank mac and the crew behind the scenes to get that up and running um but yeah a great topic just to, to to touch on kind of rehashing that um with what we talked about last week and some of the statistics that were involved with you know dads being out of the household and i think the one that was the most telling um, to me, was how we touched on, you know, 84% of moms get custody yep. in a divorce situation. That, was that other one. 16%, though, does is anybody. That's not dads. That's anyone. Yeah, that one hit me hard. Um, and also, the 30% of fathers with custody get child support. Yeah. Only 30%. Of the 100%, that that blew me away. And I mean, it's... I. I Get it sometimes with. I can understand because fathers tend to make more. I mean, I'm not immune to understanding that fact. Mm-hmm. But also that the numbers can get manipulated. I don't know if it's that but, fathers make more or is it that fathers. I, I can tell you when I when I divorced. Even when it was amicable and everything, I mean, it was just hey, take what you want. And I think that as men. To try and make things easy and to appease, we just go here. Yeah, you just know? give me the kids. I don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, you know, as men, we tend to just eat it. Yeah, and but, you know that what, that could be a positive or a negative. I don't know, but we have that tendency to kind of roll with the punches. And um, that, that is it. Do you think it's because that's how we were raised to suck it up? Yeah, absolutely. I think that has a lot to do with it. I think we tend to, you know, have, like, the thought process of, like, oh, my God, I'm just going to fix it. I can deal with it. Yep. Just do it. I mean, that's that goes back to sports when we were kids and just kind of understanding that, like, yeah, I'm going to just do it because that's what needs to be done. Yeah, exactly. Hey, so I was on Reddit. 
Not the dark web. Day trading? But I was on, you know, like, oh my gosh. That's amazing, man. Um, do we, <laughs> do do the we moon. want to talk about that? That's incredible. <laughs> I, I was just hoping, like, man, I hope they pick up, like, on one of the, the fringe stocks that I've been, like, throwing heavy into right mm-hmm. now, trying to see if I can get it to roll. Um, but they didn't. Nokia was actually a stock I had for a long time. I sold it a year ago. Really? Yeah. If I had kept it, man, I would have raked yesterday. Man, I, so my son lost, and my son has a, has a less than two-year-old phone, right? Sure. It is destroyed. My son, Dylan. Um, he's my fun one, of course. <laughs> right? Well, they're both fun. But he, it's, it's basically that the phone's destroyed. He lost it on his birthday, Tuesday. Sure. Couldn't find it yesterday. Still gone. Dude, get him the and I'm f- like, 5160. If I can find one, I would, in a heartbeat. <laughs> that thing would come back and find him. Mm-hmm. Here you go, start playing Snake on it, right? It's just those, those things mean, are indestructible. Hey, They're don't amazing. Need, don't need to conceal carry if you have one of those. You can use bloods and hey, somebody just, with it. I would tie a rope to it and just smack people with it. Yeah. I mean, I think you can drag it behind your car. Yeah, anything you want. Yeah. And it was it was actually more Ways to kill a Nokia phone. Well, I mean, it was more customizable than, than what we have now. I remember taking the oh, actual, you can take sure. the case off, put the clear one on, swap out the, the lights in it. The keypads, you can make yeah. like rainbow colored and all sorts of... Oh, dude, it was amazing. Yeah, oh, that yeah was it cool was phone. phenomenal. So anyway, so I'm on Reddit, um, and we're not going to... Do you want to get into the uh, what's going on with, with a stock? I'm not a stock expert. I'm not before, either. I'm just knowing enough. It's, it's, been, it's been hilarious. <laughs> so I guess these guys um, in Reddit were like, hey, let's make GameStop stock just go through the roof. Well, they saw... So how it started was they saw a hedge fund mm-hmm. that had shown some of the more antiquated stocks that were out there on the market. And they're like, hey, this is what we're using on our hedge fund on some of our bottom end products that we're hedging against these stocks to grow because they're just dying. They're dinosaurs. Like GameStop, I mean, you're looking at Blockbuster in the next couple of years. And when (laughs) these guys on Reddit saw that the hedge fund was like betting against these stocks, they're like, dude, pour your flipping money into the stock. And they're going to falsely inflate it, and it's going to make those hedge fund guys just hemorrhage money. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going on right now. Like they found out, and there's a bunch of those stocks, like Naked Brands, which is like swimwear, which owns like Fredericks of Hollywood. Yeah. Um, then you have GameStop. You've got Nokia, BlackBerry. I mean, like stuff that you you know, it's like they're reminiscing for us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nostalgic for us in our in our generation, but uh. Yeah, they're people pouring money into those. I guess I saw a guy that made uh, what was it, three point one million dollars yesterday on game, on GameStop. AMC Theaters is another one. Yeah, that was another one that was blown up. You've actually messaged me about that one. Yeah, so I mean, because so I was watching AMC and there was something about how um, AMC they they were about ready to file bankruptcy. Yes, and then they got whatever back end money or something to bring them back up and out. Yeah. Which is good, because, I mean, hey, I, I wouldn't see hopefully, we like movies. Yeah, well, hopefully they, you know, with COVID and everything, they start to reopen. So, well, I mean, I mean everybody is reopening, and yeah. New York is reopening. And, and Washington's uh, going to start doing it now, too. D.C. Yeah. is opening also, and Washington's going to start shortly here also. Yeah, I think they found the science to do. Yeah, they, they found the science, and that way, you know, it's safe for everybody. Yeah. I wish we were on, on YouTube. I know. You'd see our faces. <laughs> I don't we believe to... in this. Um, <laughs> there's science. Science is happening. Everywhere, yeah. yes, but yeah. So, um, so I was like, I was overjoyed because I've had AMC forever, right? Sure, and not a ton. <clears throat> I'm a penny trader. Like I'm like that, whatever. Same here. I love pennies because I, I I like the volatility because mm-hmm. it's like I don't go to the casino. I don't play cards. I don't go play poker with friends or yeah. slots or whatever. I'll throw some like I'll throw. 
thirty bucks on a on a penny stock and see where it goes. Because why not? I mean, you buy yeah. it at eleven cents, and you're like, dude, the I one that I told you about, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I've been crushing it. Like you are killing it lately. Yeah. This is awesome. <laughs> so I had AMC. I think I pegged over it. Was, I hit like four hundred dollars of my initial fifty dollar, right? And I was like, amazing. Shoot and I woke up this morning to our messages on Facebook. You can't get rid of it. And I was like, oh, gosh, I'm still up. Oh, you are? Yeah. So I'm like, man, maybe I should trash it now. But if I'm up it's and it's not going to dip too much more, I might ride it out to see what happens when AMC actually does open up all the way. So there's the talk about all these guys that are buying these stocks. Like on Reddit, if you go through the, the chain of, of comments, they're, yeah. they're telling like, hold the line. I mean, it's like. You know, going to Braveheart, old, yeah. because they can actually falsely inflate. They can keep on this, and it's going to keep growing the stock now that all that stock has been purchased. It's only going to grow from there. Yeah. So, like, yes, they boosted it. I think it was, like, GameStop increased 11,000% or something like that. Traditionally, it's a it's an under $10 stock. Yeah, it was, like, $3.33 like yeah. a week ago. Yeah, I think right now it's trading at, like, 400 Yeah, it's over 400 bucks today. That's it amazing. was $3 last week. You know, it makes me happy though, because really, it's 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 time that our generation, the younger generations, take control and start doing. You know, hey, you know what? We know people have been screwing with this stuff. Yeah, let's show them what we can do. Also, yeah, the little man's striking back. Yeah, and, and now you get to hear like Wall Street cry about it, which is the funniest part. It's the about best part. It. It's the funniest part about yeah. it. And um, all the media tied to him too. They're like, oh, these we're gonna. Sh-. And now Robinhood's gonna get sued. Because they've locked people out of their accounts because they can't trade it and sell it. Mm-hmm. So now they're stuck with this stock that they've purchased previously or they can't buy it. And so they're not being allowed to grow their portfolio. And Oh, man. Yeah, dude, it's going to it's gonna hit the fan for it's them. It's so bad. entertaining, though. I love, I love it. it. It's, it's awesome. So I feel like for GameStop in the future, because, <laughs> I mean, you know, Blockbuster left, right? There's one left in the world. Yeah. Or one left in the U.S. It's in Oregon somewhere? Yeah, I think so. Like Grants Pass. I, think. I Honestly, I would go there just to rent. Just so the nostalgia. I cleaned some stuff out and found a Blockbuster concept a couple years ago. (laughs) But yeah, so I feel like for GameStop, though, I think one direction they could go is, obviously, all games are going digital. I mean, that's what's going on, right? Yeah. But you still need to purchase the actual core system Mm -hmm. and whatever extra is. If you want to do it online, you can, right? If you want to order stuff from Xbox or Microsoft or whatever, that's, that's great. But if GameStop made it a buy here, play here... Oh, right? I know. I, I, I mean, so yeah. Go, you can go in, and they're going to have a section, almost like what the board games places, right? Um, a section for buying all the stuff, <clears throat> and then a big section where you can go in back. Everything's already set up. If you and your buddies want to go in for a birthday party and have fun and rock out and yeah. play video games, yeah. do you know how cool that would be? Well, also, this thought, too, and I don't know if they already do it or not, because I don't game a ton, but you can buy the machine or lease the machine through GameStop. Because, you know, like, that'd be PlayStation cool. always comes out with a new one or Xbox always has a new one. You get to lease the machine. It's like a, you know, you don't have to pay the $700 or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, that you can find. Well, hey, you can get this preloaded with like 30 games. We'll rent it to you at a monthly clip. Yep. Well, I mean, Dude, they Xbox, can make some flipping money. So I think the thing. Xbox S is digital. Um, yeah. Right. And with that one, it's literally download. So even if yeah. they just rented the core system, here's your core system for 35 bucks a month or whatever, right? Yeah. I know people will be Until all Until next year jumps out. Yeah. Next year comes out. Everybody, I mean, oh, dude, it'd be like a cell phone. What's the difference? Yeah. You get the Game Pass, right? Yeah. From Xbox, all your games are digital anyway. Yep. Play those games, return your Xbox S when the next one comes out, and get a new one. Yeah. I mean, it's treated like a cell phone carrier. 
Yeah. I think we just became millionaires. Mac only smokes. You in on this? I'm down. All right. Can we patent this? <laughs> just over the, I, we're over the air. We yeah. claim this, right? This is ours. Yeah, yeah. we're working on it today. <laughs> All rights reserved. <laughs> okay, so I'm I'm on Reddit, and I'm kind of scrolling through, and uh, I follow the single dad's Reddit. Right. Sure. Uh, I actually follow a few other ones, abusive ones, all that stuff. Right. Because I want to I want to know what's going on out there. Um, and this one hit me. This one hit me hard because. After my divorce and honestly, anyone after a breakup, after anything that, that could be considered traumatic, I mean, and I want to say trauma in the lightest way possible. Because there is real definite trauma. Right. Sure. And then there's real brought on trauma that we do to ourselves. And then there's a breakup. I don't think is a trauma experience unless it is very traumatic. Right. Yeah. I mean, um, I think there has to be kind of the behavioral think stuff about involved high school. with it. Yeah. High school. I mean, like seriously, how many times did you break up I and get back together? Yeah. Is it, is that a trauma building? No, it's not. We all have that one friend that dated the same girl like 16 times. Too. Oh my gosh. And you try to save him. We all <laughs> did. Through the life ring every day. Daily. Yeah. Hey, dude, you want to go to Costco, get a hot dog, man? Let's get out of here. Like, leave her alone. Anything. Yeah. Yep. No, man, I'm just going to hang out and sit here. It's like, all right, puppy dog, see you later. <laughs> Basically, yeah. So someone posted this, and um, I mean, shout out to them for, for the, the question, but this one's ballsy. It, it really is. It, is it normal to not be interested in romantic relationships anymore? Man, depending on your relationship, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So let's yeah, say you're married. Let's, let's say common. you've gone through whatever, right? And you get out. There are there are people that find their value in others. Sure. Like I like, and not necessarily, but here's an example. I need to date somebody to have value myself. So you're gonna go from one person to the next to the next to the next with a little blip in between, if anything, and and you'll you'll recognize these people by their automatic "I love this person" post again. So happy my love is in my love. Dude, I my love. I this. can name 15 people that do this right now and, easily, and it's so incredibly sad. I don't know. I'd operate out of a, a place of pity for those people, it's, and it's because it is a let me pause real fast. Go ahead, people. I'm, I'm, this is this is touchy. I know some of you might do this. Yeah. So if it does, don't take it as a as an insult. Just ch- pump your brakes a little bit and and listen. Self analysis. Yeah, and that's all this is. Yeah. Um, because really, it needs to be talked about. Yeah. I mean, I read it. I was like, this has to be talked about. And in no means are Tristan and I experts of any kind in this arena. I think it's more we're very keen observers. In I, this well, arena. I mean, I'll put out as when when I. In the last episode, um, and hopefully you guys have listened to that, when I talk about how we use the sex word, right? Yeah. And for myself as a single kid, um, I valued myself based on who valued me. Didn't matter how it was or whatever, because, you know, I was missing that fa- that father piece. I was missing some things in my life that made me feel wanted, right? Well, so yeah, you if, want the if people wanted me for anything, I loved it. Sure. I absolutely loved it. So I can come from, theoretically, I mean, that makes me a 41-year expert of that cycle, okay. right? Oh, and breaking you, right? that cycle yeah, also. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, with this, I mean, this is going to tie into some other stuff too, but, you know, we're going to be able to understand, like, the depth of this. Like, because we're going to cover it in this episode, dating as a mm-hmm. topic. It's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome. But, I can't, I'm so But yeah, with, with the, the, the situation that you bring up, it's very difficult um, to see my friends go through it and, like, keep my mouth shut. Because I'm like, man... I value, but I value people. And what you're doing to these people by doing this, mm-hmm. man, you have no intentions of staying long-term. 
Like, come well, on, let's be honest. Traditionally, they're fighting those same people over and over again. The exact same they're kind of person. Choosing copies of the same person that they just broke up with. Yep. Yeah. And even if it's if it's maybe a couple months, but I mean, like, for me, um, I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to say I'm mature. I'm a giant man child, and I'm cool sure. with that, right? But I can't say I love you to somebody, a different person, every other week. Yeah. Or every two months. No, that would be super tough. Right? I mean, I, I couldn't go on posting online. I'm so glad I found my love. The love of my life. Look, we're together. I love this. Dude, well, and then it's the funny part. Like, and it's not fun. Like, ha-ha funny. It's more like observational, like, weird objective humor, I guess. But. Mm-hmm. You see that person say it, and it's like, how many times have they said it? And there's other people that are still buying the same line of crap. It's oh, like, dude, that dude literally told that to a chick like three weeks ago. And, and now he's with you saying it, and like, now it's supposed to magically mean something. How many people <laughs> do you see on Facebook that are engaged to somebody different every year? Oof. Oof. Did I just... I did. I just struck a chord, didn't I? Not with me. No, of course not. But yeah. you've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody out there, I know I have, and I'm not I think it's in my new, It's in my news feed right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I mean, I have, I have lots of friends you can see that, that oh my gosh, man. Yeah. I don't even know how to feel about this. It's so tough for me to see it because I go, I I don't want to shake a baby, you know? <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. It's crazy. No, and so and it's like, it was like the... I don't know if you saw the Twisted Tea meme that I created. Oh, yeah. The one with the... Uh, it's like... Oh, I'm, I can do this on my own. Like, I gotta find it, because it's... Yeah, I'll, it's, pull, it, I'll pull it up. It's in my... It's, it's so I'll, I'll talk while you're pulling that. Yeah, keep going. But yeah, so I mean, like, honestly, the reality is... <laughs> we should not be doing this. No. You're, you're not falling... You might be in puppy love, right? So that that's Eros. Yep. We discussed that in episode two, I think. Which right? is good. I mean, that's a good thing to have, yeah. but it's not where do you operate your decision-making from yeah. as a and, core. And it's not where you create the value of your relationships. The value doesn't come from Eros. It comes from that agape, the I choose to love you peace. Correct. In a year, is it possible to fall madly in love with somebody? Yes. Is it possible um, that, that you could live for or be forever with that person? We've all heard the stories. We know about the 1940s and 50s yeah. where you know you didn't have access to social media and... Plenty of fish and match.com and all sorts of other craziness, right? Yeah. Because right now we're in, we're in like the fast food society of dating. Sure. And that's what it is. I'm going to pull up to Burger King and I'm going to order my whatever with whatever and I'm going to leave. And that's what all these, these, these services are for, basically. It's, hey, this. Now, with our everyday access to that website, I see you over there smiling. You fan it, obviously. But it. with access to the website, you start devaluing... I'm posting it to those a Facebook people. page right now. Oh, good. Okay, that's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Check us out on Facebook. We actually do have the Dad Advocacy Podcast. Yeah, Dad Advocacy Dot Podcast on Facebook and on Instagram. Yeah. Follow us there. It's fun. We are now multiple social media accounts. But but really, I mean, there it's it's a rarity to find somebody that you meet, especially in a website, where you develop a relationship that lasts a lifetime. Because ultimately, when you find somebody on one of those websites, um, we have this hookup phenomenon, right? Superficial. Yeah, and it really is. It very much yeah. is. So it, it's, hey, I'm attracted to him. I'm attracted to whatever. You go on a date or whatever. And I want to say, man, and I hate saying this, what is it? People typically go on two or three dates and then hook up, yep. right? Could be even the first date and hook up. Yep. And at that point, you've just ruined that relationship piece because you're not building any more of that mental dynamic that you need. Now, in the 40s and 50s, back when people did have a date with somebody, they took their time 
to get to know them and value them. So as they were suiting, or they're being suitors, right? Um, they're they're going out. They weren't actively dating. They were um, they were seeing each other, right? Sure. So it, it wasn't a hey, we're hooking up, we're we're making out, we're doing whatever. It was a I'm going to see this person. I'm going to find out who they are, and make sure they're the right fit. And that's why when they they dated, it lasted a lot longer. And they didn't have the ability to go out and go, oh man, I can see a girl from 20 miles away. Um, they had Jenny down the block. Too many options. There's, yeah. That is actually that could be a a negative. I think that that is the culture we live in. Is that we, especially in dating, we look for next way too soon, and we get lose attention. And it's so easy because, and this is a topic we were talking about earlier. Well, actually, last night I think um, we see all these single ladies. Raise it up. Yep, that's a J-Lo song. Is it a J-Lo song? No, that's a Beyonce. My bad. I'm sorry. I'm not so good at this. Queen B's going to get, yeah, you don't want to mess with those fans. That's right. (laughs) I'm thinking, I had to go to like wedding all of a sudden. I'm like, oh, yeah. I was thinking of chipmunks, but you know, I'm a dad. But yeah, so all the single ladies out there, um, we see you constantly on Facebook, right? Or Instagram. And, And we are stuck in this me society of trying to prove our value and our worth. And so I see you in all of your glory with and without clothes all over my Facebook feed all the time. And I'm Snapchat. And it's hot. Thank you, by the way. As a single guy, I loved it. Yeah, but you like... But as a... as But does that make you somebody I want to date? No. No. And also, well, all it does is immediately force a guy to immediately objectify you. Really. Honestly. Right there. Right there. And, and, and I hate saying it, and that's why I say thank you, because as a single person, that's how, yeah. you, how you think, right? And it's great, but it's not going to make me want to come and pursue you and go, this is what I want in a relationship, because I need to know that you're going to be that for me and not everybody else, because you're looking for that, that positive feedback. Absolutely. You're not chasing attention, because the guy that you're going to attract by doing stuff like that is the one that's that you just broke up with? Yeah, it's gonna the one that's hitting up hitting you up in your DMs like immediately after posting that mm-hmm. picture, going, "Ooh, baby, what's up?" Like, and then you wonder why you're getting all thirst these thirst trap, uh, whatever you want to like, whatever you know term you want to coin it. But like, you know, let's be honest about why we do that. Well, I'm just trying to, you know, empower myself or whatever. Well, as a guy, we're seeing it one of two ways. It's either one, needy, two, you're trying to get our attention by flaunting what you got. I mean, like. I don't know if there's gray area and I'm not trying to objectify women and like do not take this conversation a direction that we're not trying to take it by going into the realm of assault and all that crap. Because that's a that's a totally different discussion. But when we see things like that where you put the goods out there, like they are on display and let's be honest, it's not just like I'm not sh- I'm just showing off because I work really hard for it. Okay, girl. Like that's then make that known. You know, don't give this some cliche little adjective filled descriptor underneath of it saying like, oh, you know, like I work hard for this and I deserve a real man. That blah, blah, blah. I mean, hashtag, you know, self-service Saturday. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm just creating things. Maybe we'll make, make <laughs> let's make that one. But I, I, do you understand where I'm getting at? Like, it's. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah I mean, like, I, don't, totally I don't want that to be the mom of my kid. Yeah. So for me, obviously, I mean, you know, I've been. I've been in the bodybuilding community for a long time. I mean, my parents owned a gym when I was a freshman in high school, and I flipping loved it, and it was amazing. And so for me, you know, being physically fit was a really, it was a big deal. Um, I obviously I take time off, and I, I kind of, my body morphs into not what I like and then back to what I like. So it's one of those things. But I follow a lot of fitness people, right? 
and I know a lot of fitness friends, and so they are posting to be accountable. Sure. And I, I totally get that, and I totally understand that, and I see the change. And so sometimes you need those people to go, man, we, we're proud of you. I used to do it too. Heck, I, I'm not going to say I, I wasn't one of those guys, right? But I was because I kept getting so much feedback from people going, thank you so much for helping me. Sure. Just following you was helping me change this. And I'm like, wow, you know, that yeah. I made an impact. Cool. Now, if you're not one of those fitness people, right, um, and and if the motivation behind it is a, you know, like a butt pick and some amazing, surreal thought process of, you know, unify the world, here's my cheeks, it doesn't work. Don't be a thirst <laughs> trap. Be, add your value. Yeah. Um, take a picture of a sunset and post something that is phenomenal that doesn't sound like it came from a romance novel. Yeah. I mean, or just, you know, you want to have like these deep self-analysis thoughts, write them in a journal. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not saying don't post stuff public because I do that too. Like I have actualizations like, shoot, we have a podcast for goodness sakes. This is <laughs> stuff that rattles on in our head. So it'd be kind of hypocritical to say don't speak your mind. But like, I'm not going to go, you know, like, okay, if I say, say in like the next six months, I have a goal. Like, I, you know, that I said, like I want to hit 400 pounds by yep. bench press by August. Like. I'm working hard at it right now. And if I start looking good, I'm not going to start taking shirtless pics and throwing them on Facebook or Instagram. I will for you. (laughs) Ladies. (laughs) You're a good friend. I got you, man. That's not a good It's the military thing to do. It's the right thing. I just mess Ryan all up. Got to look out for your brother. (laughs) That's right. But But no, I mean, I'm not, that's not my goal isn't to say like, you know, and some of them, let's be honest, I know girls that are just naturally, their figure is there. And they throw it out there like, you know, here, it's, like, it's like, do you work for it? Mm-hmm. You know, like I want And you see. can tell. When, yeah, you're, when you're in the business, you can totally tell when somebody works for it and when they don't. Sure. And yes, we're going to admit, you're beautiful. We, we already know we that. We don't want to go into bodies. I, like, I don't care about how you look. Like, honestly, I know plenty of beautiful women. But I know plenty of beautiful women with a really ugly heart. And that are super needy and have to throw that up there. Yeah. To compensate. And I want and, nothing to do with it. It's a huge red flag for me. And that's a big one because it shows a lot of narcissism too. Yeah. I mean, how many, gosh. I think it's more than narcissism. It shows immaturity. Yeah, that's fair. That's I mean, because I don't know how they act, you know, behind closed doors and, and treat somebody. But like, if you're going to act like that in public, that's immature. Like, that's nothing. That is no different than when you were in grade school and you liked that girl walking across the playground. And, like, say you're out there playing basketball with your buddies or whatever, and you started yelling really loud. Like, you got louder, get her attention, and then you started playing, like, super hard when you guys were just goofing off for a while. You try to make it look like you were, like, legit. That was you? Oh, yeah. Dude, I was the... Did it work? No. (laughs) You know what worked for me? What? So, the reality... um, Holy... I can't even say You had, like, the devilish good looks and the the dulcet, smooth voice at a young age as well? I was always boyish, I think, personally. I mean, I don't know, man. Ladies, I was, I don't know. They, if any from my past knows me, speak up. Tell me. Um, I mean, you know. <laughs> I was oblivious to girls. Let like us know. Me. I really was. I did. I, I started young. Really, really young. Um, I have a crazy story I can't tell, but maybe offline I'll tell you. And we'll see if it's appropriate. It's, <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. But yeah. Some of yeah. the stories tell my kids. But I was the I'm injured kid. I got hurt a lot. Well, I wasn't hurt. Oh. But I wanted... The attention. Oh, like a most, and, oh, no, no, like like a physical injury. Girls oh. love taking care of guys. Oh, 
Oh, I'm I got hurt a lot, but I never got the attention. <laughs> like somebody taking care of me. Yeah, so. <laughs> and I was the guy that was like, dude, I'll play house. Let's go. I don't mind. Can I be the dad? Right? <laughs> I'm, I'm, we want honesty. <laughs> you are gone. I mean, seriously. Awesome. You, and that was me. I was like, oh, sweet. You know, I, I mean, and I remember as a kid watching um, the real Ghostbusters cartoon. Yeah, I remember right? that cartoon. And we had this really amazing, like, big toy that we played on. Do kids have toys anymore at their playgrounds? Yeah. Wow, okay. Some. Some. And this, this big toy thing had, like, this little slide, but it looks just like the helicopter from the cartoon. Okay. And we played Ghostbusters a lot. And there was a girl that played Ghostbusters with us. She was always on my side. Of course. And she was, I, don't, I, I can't call her my girlfriend. I was too young. She was your friend that was a girl, but you had feelings? Uh, Got a little Twitter beta? Sometimes, yeah. Okay. And it was awesome when she would wrap her arms around me behind the helicopter and we'd play helicopter on the thing, right? Young Tristan, you all know. I I did stuff. I I don't know, man. It was weird. But, I mean, so that's how it was. But, yeah, so kind of... Uh, we'll bring it back to Reddit. I know we went on a little crazy tangent, but you guys need our stories. You need to hear <laughs> yeah. this random stuff. But no, all right. So the because we are humans, afraid of being afraid of a committed relationship, right? Yeah, or, or romantic relationship at all. And I mean, I remember when I got divorced, um, either time. I hate saying that, but it's true because it's been twice, and I, I'll be real. I mean, you know, hey, we story, have experiences. Man. Yeah, um, stuff happens. It's you leave the relationship, and you're just not really intrigued by anything because. You don't you don't want to put yourself out there again. You don't want to get hurt in that way. Um, even if it's your fault that the relationship failed, sure. you still don't want to be in that position again to open up to anybody. I totally understand. I, mean, I came out of my divorce. I don't. I didn't date for a year. Like I just stayed away from. I mean, I have friends, but like I would not get anywhere near romantically committed. Yeah. And I hit that year mark, and I kind of felt like I was like, I'm going to give myself a year. I mean, it was a little bit longer than a year, but I really wanted to make sure that I was settled inside, like internally. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go in and, like, I hurt so bad. And I thank God for this. I mean, the yeah, it has a lot to do with my faith, but, like, I didn't want to go hurt somebody else because I was still hurting. Yep. And you're in damage control. And it was like, I had to take care of and make sure that I was okay first. And I heard the great analogy of, you know, what do you do when the airplane's going now? You know, and the masks pop out of the ceiling. What do you do? And you've got a passenger with you. And you've got a passenger with you. What are you supposed to do first? You always put that mask on yourself first. Put mask on yourself first. And that's what I did. And, you know, you got to save. Self-preservation is important, especially coming out of a toxic relationship, and if, especially if you have a kid involved. Oh, that, that's even bigger, yeah. That needs to be your goal, is stability there. I don't care about my heart, like, filling some space with some, you know, smoking hot chick that can make me feel okay for a day or two. Mm-hmm. What is that going to do? You know, what, what, when, what happens when that goes away? And it's tough because even if you find that smoking hot chick that makes you feel good for a day or two, even if you're like, wow, you know what? Yeah, I, I think I want to open up to this person. And then they stop showing up. Well, they see you're damaged. What about when, you're, when your hurts start scaring them off? Yeah. You know, now... Or their hurts. Yeah. Because exactly. it goes both ways. Yeah, absolutely. And the reality is, I mean, so now you're stuck being hurt again or they're stuck being hurt again. Yeah. And and you're like, it happened again. It's the transference of just your pain. You start bringing mm-hmm. it on other people. And you just, you, it's tough, man. I mean, it yeah. really is. And Absolutely. there's probably, I mean, there's probably a million guys out there right now going through exactly this. There's probably 20 listeners right now. Yeah. Easily. I mean, even gay girls too. Mm-hmm. It's, 
you know. So I'm not against dating. Like I think it's a very valuable concept. It because it, it's necessary in order to build. But I think when you do it, you have to be in the construct of your purpose. Right? You got to yep. be in the operation of like, why am I wanting to put myself out there? Is it because I bring something to the table that I'm going to enrich that person's life, and they have things that's going to make my life better, or is it to serve me? I think we also have to be very real and very honest about it. And that's a tough thing to do is that if you're wanting a relationship, then want that, yeah. you know, actively Absolutely. want that yeah. and be real with it. If you don't want a relationship and you're on one of those sites, say, I don't want a relationship. This is what I'm looking for. Sure. There are going to be other people that are going to be, okay, I'm in the same boat. That's fine. Can you develop a relationship out of that? Maybe it's possible. I mean, I, yeah. possible. Yeah. But you have to be honest with each other. And I think that's one of the big hits or one of the big misses, right? You know, it was one of the a paper I wrote on in college but, um, was breakdown in communication. Mm-hmm. And that, and especially in conflict, I did a paper on conflict. That 98% of all conflict in interpersonal relationships is due to a breakdown in communication of expectations. 98%. That makes sense. Two percent is like behavior. Everything else is just you didn't tell the other person what you're thinking or what you wanted. Like nobody's sharing that. And I think that's I mean, you look at our divorce statistics in America right now, there's more people getting divorced now than there is people staying married. It has now broken the fifty percent threshold. I mean that here we are, you know, you and I. Mm-hmm. Both products of divorce. Am I gonna be labeled by it moving forward? No, I think I can have a successful marriage someday. I'm gonna choose wisely. You know, I can't control the other person's decisions and behaviors. But, you know, so when we go into dating, we think about this like, man, you've got to communicate with that individual. And I think it has to start day one. You can't be too open and, like, go 50,000 feet deep and say, hey, here's all the crappy stuff about me that I bring to the table. You want me or not? Let me dump my trash on your (laughs) table there. And you just sift through whatever you like. Yeah. So there's got to be understanding of, like, empathy and, and common ground. And empathy is the biggest thing that, you know, I think gets missed in dating is that we miss, like, the ability to understand where that person's coming from or be able to understand their point of view. And, like, you look at, we talked about narcissism a couple weeks ago. Narcissism is an absence of empathy. And instead, instead they take empathy and they turn it into, like, self-serving, selfish desire. Mm-hmm. It's more ownership and more, well, I, that, yeah, you have that. Let me tell you my story. Yeah. Mine's worse. So, yeah, you've been through it, but I've really been through it. Here's our competing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and, I mean, that happens so often. Um, it's tough, man, because as a guy looking back, you you think about what caused your issues or the breakup of the person or how they were. Yeah. The second you see anything like that in another person, you're instantly turned off. I, have you ever been on a date and you're having a decent conversation and they say, like, something on a topic and it's instantly, like, kind of in your head, you're like, that is such a red flag, I'm ready to leave. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, a couple times. Yep. And you don't mean to. No. But it really is. It's it's one of those signs that you're like, I can't go through that, or I no. don't want to go through that again. I don't want to feed into this, and I don't want to get hurt, and I don't want to hurt them. And, I mean, that that's really, yeah, it's tough. Um, you really have to work on having that peace there. Um, so I think we should dig into the next the next phase. I don't know if you know what this is from or not. Oh, I, oh, I do for sure. Oh, it's great. 
just kind of let this marinate a little bit. Yeah, let it happen. How can you like not listen to this and just kind of be in a good mood? Yeah, everybody should be bobbing a little bit. What would happen if this was like hold music for every phone call you ever get put on hold? Oh my gosh. How much more like calm would people be? It might help. <laughs> uh, they might freak out, but everybody, welcome to <laughs> Dating game. with Ryan. <laughs> the dating? Dating no. <laughs> with Ryan. Um, we we had this thought, and, and I thought, hey, Ryan, let's talk about dating as single dudes with kids. And where you're at, specifically because... I'm going to put you on the spot a couple times, too, because I know that you've, I'll met, try. you've sent, met somebody. So I'll, You know, I'll do what I can. Yeah. Yeah. But. So first... Sure. What are you looking for? What, I mean, what what is... I don't say what's your ideal, but maybe I should. What, what are you thinking about? Well, I mean, I kind of have, like, a list of non-negotiables. I know what I've seen in my past and what I don't. Um, so I don't want to compare people to somebody in my past. So instead, how do I like reflex that into a positive mm-hmm. of like, this is what I know is healthy for me. It's just like a diet, right? Yep. You know, I know it's going to be, you know, good fats and bad fats. You know, what are the, the healthy carbs? How much, you know, you want to start breaking it down to macros. Okay. <laughs> that conversation. What's your macro profile? <laughs> so, um, I mean, first and foremost, like faith, I mean, like that's gotta be number one. Paramount. And it's got to be evident. And, you know, I operate from the mindset, I don't care where you are on the, you know, religion spectrum. There's a great verse, and it's a really easy way of, like, looking at people. You can judge a tree by its fruit. Good tree can't bear bad fruit. Bad tree can't bear good fruit. So, you look at that, and it's like, I think we actually mentioned this in episode one. I think uh, so. I use that verse. But, you have to know that person well enough to see the fruit. Not just what they're showing you by bringing apples from the, you know, here's a bag of apples. You don't just eat any fruit that comes oh, to your table. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, you know, talking about screwing up eating fruit. Look at that meat. But, um, I can do, yeah, I mean, it's a great analogy for dating. It really is, so, yeah. Um, because I think we show up inherently saying like, you know, hey, here's the best of me. Or, here's what I want you to see as the best of me. Exactly. And, you know, date one, you can seem like the world's best person. I think slow dating is, is good because mm-hmm. um, I really do want to get to know the person. Is there the, the desire on the other end for the physical stuff? I'm a 36-year-old male. I'd be stupid to say no. Well, any male, any age, yeah. saying, I mean, you yeah, know, seriously. Sure. 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 Yeah. So, you know, but, at, you know, so Paramount 1 is, is the faith thing because so much of character and morality all around being a good person is a derivative of that. I'm going I'm to break that a little bit. And I'm going to say people remember that personality is what you see through interaction in open public. Yep. Character is what happens behind closed doors. Yes. There's a difference there. Um, and the character is what actually matters in the situation, which is what Ryan's talking about. So, so you guys understand the two different pieces. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't care if they're a nice person to everybody on the street. Like, that's a great thing. I mean, if you go out to dinner, I do look at if somebody treats the wait staff nicely. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. Yep. You know. And typically when you first start dating somebody, it's personality. It's all you're getting. Sure. There is no character yet. No. Uh, I mean, character is when you finally get on the back and you have your first argument. Do you say you're sorry? Or when the, or you go home and the door closes yeah. and that person is now somebody completely different. Yeah. You know, the, the, the big things are like gratitude. I'm huge on gratitude. Mm-hmm. I probably say thank you too much. I don't know if that's a thing. 
but I'm, I'm. Can you say thank I, you too much? I think you could say it awkwardly, to where like you didn't need to say thank you, but you say it anyways. Like I did something for somebody else, and then I'll thank them. <laughs> like, thank you for thank letting you, me. Thanks take for being here today. Out. Like yeah, okay. Like thanks for letting me help you out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I could see that being yeah, yeah. a little on the phone. Like if yeah. you're the customer, and you're like, oh yeah, thank you, and they're like, oh yeah, thank you for saving me money. Like, all right, yeah, yeah, no, thanks for giving me a call. Right. Yeah. So. Um, more, it should be like, my pleasure, right? I mean, let's go Chick-fil-A. My mm-hmm. pleasure. Um, I still haven't been. I mean, I've been in other states, but I'm like, I'm not going to wait that time. What tangent here? Yeah. I, I've what's, seen. What's your order? I don't, man, I don't really have We're one. We're jumping totally from one topic to another. I, we got to get it out of here. I honestly, I really don't have them because it's, I, I go up and I just kind of, whatever I'm in the mood for, and that's how I hit every place. I don't, sure. I don't have a regular, like at Starbucks, um, I like vanilla chais. I love vanilla chais, right? So I'm a purist, like. I have a buddy that says, like, you can judge a Mexican restaurant just by what you order the first time you go there if you order mm-hmm. the chili really, you know? Because it's like, you get it the same, like, it's, the recipe doesn't change, but it's the attention to detail and how they make it. Yep. So then you know that they're going to be legit if they can make a chili relleno really good. Dude, I'm a chicken fried steak guy. Yeah. Like, go to Every breakfast place, place get yep. a chicken fried steak. If it's knocked out of the park, they're going to be solid breakfast place. Mm-hmm. And then they, they, the sausage they, gravy's got to matter. That's yeah. an important piece. There you go. So it's this, the attention to detail, right? Chick-fil-A is the same way. I'm yeah. a purist, right? Get the original. Classic chicken, get a spicy chicken because you get the variation, get the lemonade. I'm not a huge French fry guy to begin with. Some people love Chick-fil-A fries. I think they're a little on the overrated on the fry scale. That's me because I'm not a waffle fry guy. Mm-hmm. If they had tots, I'd be all over it. But Have you tried KFC's French fries? I'm not. Oh, my gosh. Really? I like Dairy Queen's. KFC, I underrated think, I, French fries. I think they do. I think we're playing the... a game here. But like, um, yeah, but I, I, I think KFC doesn't do herbs and spices. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, dude, sorry. Yeah, no, but I'm over there. Yeah, really. I just it's um, a moment. (laughs) The first time I saw them, I was like, "Oh, they can't be worth this much money." So I bought them, and they were worth that much money. Okay, I'm just gonna be real because they were delicious. That's like you go to B Dubs, Buffalo Wild Wings. Mm -hmm. Dude, don't never get the fries. Yeah, wedges every time. Wedges always. I'll plant a flag there. I'll I'll live on Planet Wedge. You guys can join me or not, but. We can have a French fry debate in the comment section. Which is a good but Yeah. yeah uh, so going back to dating. Yeah, let's, let's get that. <laughs> Go from dating to Chick-fil-A to French fries. Um, but dating is, is much like going out to, di- to yeah, dinner. And it yeah. is going to dinner most times. Well, do the simple things, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to, like I said, be a purist. I think being old-fashioned to an extent is a great thing. Also, you do need to be outside the box because you have to realize in 2021, competition exists. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say it because the psychology of the way things go and you got to get somebody's attention. And so if you're just, you know, milk toast, vanilla ice cream guy and showing up, you know, but you do that every single day, there's no, there's no effort. There's no attention there. Yep. Dude, you're going to get, you're going to get past the back of the line. I don't care how good the guy you are because there's 10 other guys trying to get their attention. And you have to stand out. I think that, um, so on, on one date I went on, <clears throat> um, it was an unintentional date. Which is weird, but it happened that way. And we actually went to Hastings. Yeah. Back when Hastings was yeah, still Hastings, that was one right? Yeah, my favorite stores, man. Um, and and Shout I made out Los and Idaho Hastings now closed, but yeah, that was, yeah, that was my place. But so I I took the girl to Hastings, um, and just had fun messing with all the random stuff and looking at all the dumb stuff and being just a freaking weirdo it's and like, enjoying the time. Or go to the mall and go to Spencer's. Yeah. And look at everything and and make a game out of it. Just enjoy it. Because people, I think one of the biggest things we miss right now is that people stop enjoying life. Yeah. 
I love laughter, man. If you can, make, oh, yeah. if you can laugh on the first date, that's so much fun. Yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I mean, I think you can have the deep conversation. At least the biggest one to me is like telling is if you lose track of time, if you lose track of time in a date, like in a good sense. Yeah. Like, no. Hey, date one, lost track of time. Yeah. There's no, you can lose track of time. Um, <laughs> not to get. When that conversation too. happens forever, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you can just keep continuing it. That's a great thing because mm-hmm. that's. So rare to find between two people. So I think one of the one of the big pieces that I look for is someone that shows up, sure. and it sounds so stupid, but the reality is that, you know, I in dating, I've had people that didn't even show up, and I was like, and, and so I, I was like, look, you know what? Getting blown off is like the worst. It is the yeah. freaking. Worst. If you make plans with me and you break it. As a friend or not or whatever, out. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's only so many times I'm gonna be. I'm gonna deal with that. And, right. and one girl I was dating, I was like, "Look, you know what? You're here less than you are, or I, I mean, you you show up less than you're here. That makes wait. What am I saying? You're gone more more than you're here. Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm there saying. You there you go. Yeah. Sorry about that. But you're gone more than you're here. And I was I was like, if you don't want to be here, don't. Sure. It. I mean, it really is that easy. There, you're under no obligation to be here. No, and that's the. I mean, when you when you approach dating as a single parent, you know, it's, it was it's different now than it was when I did it. Gosh, like ten. That's not ago. a parent. Yeah, and not a parent ten years ago. I mean, things obviously times changed too. But you know, online dating was an option before I was married. Mm-hmm. It's different now than it was then. I think it's changed probably in the last year with COVID. Like it really has. Like if you've been, and I <laughs> joked with you on the phone. I've seen it as a meme too. But like, it's the thought process. Like dating. Online is literally like you wake up at ten or you're like up at like ten thirty at night, not starving, right? Just a little hungry, right? You want a little mm-hmm. little snack? You open that fridge. There's nothing in there. You close the fridge, then you open it again to see if something showed up magically in like that five second break. Is there anything better is there? there? Anything better there? Yeah. Yet? That is on. That's how I view. Like sometimes I honestly feel like that's online dating. Like yeah, just. Only reason I go on there isn't necessarily because I think that like, oh yeah, I've got like a leftover thing of Chinese food in there. Like I, I totally like devour that right now. Mm-hmm. It's more like, oh, there's string cheese back there. Okay, I guess. Like it's settling at some point, and I don't want to get in that position. Like I want to be able to find that person that's like, and I always hope because like I will periodically like once every probably seven eight months go online for like a month just to yep. see. You never know. Somebody might show up. Funny part is usually when I go on there, I see people that I've seen like all the time. The worst part is lately. Say it, dude. Married people. Yeah. Dude. And you know they're married. Single people. Single people. You're you're thinking it with me right now. We've all seen them. We've all seen them in the like. Come on. And you know they're married. And you know they're married. Yeah, dude. Every every picture has somebody you can easily tell has been cropped up because he's missing like a left arm or a right arm. In a photo, or like you catch like, you ask questions like, "Oh yeah, tell me about your history." And like the relationship part is kind of absent, or it's very vague. Like, "Oh, we've been, you know, I've been single for a while, or been on my own for a while." That's the one where it's like, "Oh, so you're still married?" You know, <laughs> like, big red flag when I when I was looking at it. Anything that says recently single. Yeah. What? You're you're, you're bouncing that fast. Separated. If you are recently single, separated is a red flag for me. I won't do it. Mm-hmm. If they're not out the door, no. Yep. And I can see value in a friendship. Yeah. 
and building that, but not doing anything but romantic it, until that point. Still, like for me, the morality of it, like I would have issues. Well, it wouldn't be dating because you yeah, couldn't. You couldn't. Yeah. yeah. No, there's like. But the it would be if you start pursuing something that's not yours. And I understand that there's like extenuating circumstances to where you have a divorce that's like dragging on because there's like an estate involved. I've been divorcing for ten years. Yeah, and you've been. It's been taking five years to get out of this thing. Yep. Like I get that. Logically, like if it's if your life is so involved with getting out of a marriage, should you be bringing somebody else in? That's not my call to make. You be the big boy or big girl and get that done. But like, for me personally, I wouldn't do it. Like I, w- I waited. Like, luckily, my divorce was like thirty-one days. I was out. The custody part took for flipping ever. Dude, that's fast. Yeah, no, it was the amicability and getting that stuff taken care of was lightning quick and super rare. But even when I went through the custody stuff, I couldn't commit because so much of my energy and myself was being put into that court case. And going back and forth and finding new evidence, finding new things that would just like make me emotional and get like upset or like start pulling at my strings of just psychosis, I guess. I don't know. Like, was was your thought that, hey, you know what? I don't have the energy or was it I don't want to drag somebody through that, this with me? That one right there. I don't want somebody to join me in this. Yeah. This is ugly. Yeah. It's freaking ugly. I don't want to show the worst of another individual that I had a child with to somebody new and say, hey. What do you think about like joining me in this because of how bad this mm-hmm. person is? Yeah, that's not healthy. Like, you know, I know that like I will meet somebody and they will ask questions. Like, well, why did the divorce? I mean, I will be totally honest. You know, and I won't say things that the other party can't defend. But also, that's not my responsibility. I'm just going to say things that happened to me, how I viewed it, how what happened, and what I found out, and what caused me to grow. Because I did grow <laughs> through the divorce process. Mm-hmm. I became. I feel that I became a better dad. I became a better man. It's amazing how but, sometimes it really does do that. Yeah. It, it, it's like a shock to your system. You're like, holy smokes, I need to grow. I need to become something better. There were like, and there, it's funny, it's like in the process of going through the online dating thing, my favorite part about all of it is I've made like three best friends. That's amazing. I like go on one date and you kind of realize it's like, oh, but I really enjoy like the character that they have and what they bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And just stay in contact. Yeah. Like, hey, I don't, I don't see us romantically being involved, but like, you are an amazing human being, and you're worth having part of my tribe. I don't see any any wrong thing. And some people, I like, go, you should marry that one. Like, no, there's there's other parts to it too because you can't. All, there's, I mean, like in my list of non negotiables, there's my there's usually a reason why I don't continue things it's because mm-hmm. there's just some stuff that doesn't match up. Man, and sometimes a person can be perfect, almost, yeah. and it just doesn't hit. Mm-hmm. And that's the crazy part. Sometimes yeah. you can check all those boxes, but it just, something about it or, or something between you two, that it doesn't match up. And that's okay, because your energies don't mix. Sure. It's like, um, it, when I talk about like dogs and dog parents, you know, a dog is a reflection of their owner, right? And dogs, they, they feed off your energy. They feed off how, how that is. Well, I mean, I am... I'm, I'm chill, I'm laid back, I'm calm all the time. If you are high anxiety and high stress and highly triggered all the time, that's not going to happen. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I might value you and I might care about you greatly. Um, I might even choose to love you. But the reality is that it's just our energies aren't mixing and we, it's just not going to work. Not to be hippie in it or anything no, like no, that. No, no, no. But that's the truth. What, what, what cups are you pouring your energy into? And yeah. what are you allowing to pour back into you? 
And for me, I just, um, one of my biggest things is that I, I don't ever want to be in a situation where every time I'm around somebody, I'm stressed out. You know, the I have to be, yeah, no, I feel safe. I want to feel comfortable. And if I'm going to help try and carry your load, because you're going to need me to sometimes, right? Sure. I mean, that's what friends do also, right? I mean, I'll do it for my friends all day long. Oh, and sometimes you're going to carry my load. And, and if I'm always carrying your load 24-7, right? And then you've got more to bring because you're so high anxiety, how do I handle my business too? Yeah. And it, it starts to be, I mean, as parents, we have to look at the other people involved. You know, there's only so much you can do, you know, with the visual appeal. Yep. Well, you also have to look at the but, piece that, are you going to parent the same way I am? Yeah. And I are you going to come in and destroy everything I've done? Because now you're like, well, no, it's okay. It's just once in a while. No. As we talked before, to give kids the security they need, you have to be consistent. And that's a big point because I see people will say flippantly, like, well, I don't hold a lot of value in politics in relationships. I can date anybody on either side. Can you? Can you really date somebody? That well, it's like Faith. Yeah, and I, I know Faith for Faith for me, that's why it's number one. Mm-hmm. Because I can't live Faith out for somebody else. I can't. Like that, I have no say in your salvation, right? Well, I mean, could you could you imagine if faith was like politics? And sometimes people treat it that way. Sure. Could you date somebody that had the opposite faith? No. Absolutely not. I mean, it changes the right? way I parent. My faith reflects in how I parent. Mm-hmm. It reflects in how I treat people. It reflects in how I operate my business. I mean, like, it is a reflection of everything. And so the kind of the neat part is that I, I look at... As the father, and we've discussed this, the father is, he, he's not the head of the household because he chooses to be. It just is that way for the most part, right? And kids will automatically reflect their parents, and sure. specifically their father, and 90% of the time. So me being physically active and physically fit and working out, you should see my boys. They're ripped. It's disgusting because they're hot. And I, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of awful to say, but like, they, they were always walking with shirts off, and I'm like, dude, you've got a six-pack, you got freaking shoulders. When they were babies, their sitters would talk about how they had pecs and shoulder muscles, yeah. right? And so they've automatically, even my daughter, even in college, wants to work out because of who I am, right? If I bring somebody else in that isn't that way or isn't... Doesn't have the value. Doesn't have that value, yeah. right? And, and that drive, because a bigger piece of working out is, is that you put so much effort into something, you get value out of it. And it teaches you how to live your life. And that is, if I am in the gym working out and I'm getting fit, I'm increasing my strength, or I'm looking better, those three things, because that happens, right? Then you're automatically going, I tried something, it was hard, I gained value out of it. Instead of going, I was given something and I got something out of it, right? You know, I'm like, you bring up, I mean, that's a great point. And it's in dating, I think, we get kind of, you lose sight of the forest through the trees. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Like you kind of lose big picture. You start focusing on certain things, positive and negative. Like there could be great things that somebody brings in there, but like there is some stuff. And I think when you end up, like how, how do you end up with a narcissist, right? There's, I mean. You got to cut back yeah. those trees. Trim the trees up a little Seriously, bit. Seriously, like there's an example A. I mean, exhibit A right there. Like in front of you, you know, you may you pass by on a couple of like red flags that you didn't think were that big of a deal, and really, they're pretty huge. And I mean, so that's why I'm like, I'm okay with slow playing, and I've been single now for three and a half years. Mm-hmm. And 
Do I want to be in a relationship? Absolutely. You know, am I, am I afraid of commitment? No. Do I know that the, the right marriage exists and all that stuff and healthy things are out there? Absolutely. Am I okay waiting for it until I'm, I'm sure that it's the right situation? Yeah. Have I passed up on probably some really good people too? Probably. But at the same time, like, I can't force my, you know, if I have a size 12 foot, I can't put it into a size 10 and a half shoe and expect, expect to be comfortable. Like, I, I mean, it's, you know, making something No, I understand, yeah. Yeah. And it may work for a short time period, but then, uh, you know, I'm like, I'm starting foot cramps. Mm-hmm. It, it's interesting. Um, <clears throat> I was talking to, to one of our guys that, that talked to us regularly after a podcast. Yeah. And I, I mentioned, I said, look, if and anybody out there also, Google or, or hit up YouTube and look for Medea's Seasons of Change. And if you haven't seen it, I'll, I'll post a link on Dadvocacy. Um, man, it's amazing. And, and Medea does it better than anybody. Tyler Perry's awesome. I think he's crazy and, and funny. And, you know, but the, it was from their, it's like, I, think, I think it was from the actual theatrical play. And she talks to her nephew or, or one of the people and she goes hey you know how are you doing with uh with your girlfriend he's like oh we just we just broke up and she was like and just and I'm, not, I'm gonna get it wrong but i'll try and she says there are people that come into our lives um they'll grow with us right and they'll stay for multiple seasons and then some people don't grow with us and that's okay because they helped you grow and it's just another season and they leave for their season and they might come back in but if it, it they could be gone. And it's not a bad thing. We have to grow through these seasons. And that's what it is. Yeah. Um, and I, I just totally wish that. Watch the Medea. It's so much better. But really does help kind of put things in perspective. Because we have to look at people like that. Sure. And, uh, you know, stuff will come and go. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that ultimately it's the inherent decision of another person. Yeah. And so, how do we react you know, to that? And it was kind of like what we started with last week. About knowing your peace. Mm-hmm. But also knowing your internal piece, like P E I E C, like what is my part? Yeah. And I think so when you know who you are and you approach dating from that aspect of like, here's what I bring to the table. Okay, here's what I am. Um, and you can understand that. And so you have a great ideal, like, perspective of like, this is what this other person is getting out of me. And you have to stay true to that. You don't change. Obviously, there's. Doing it out of selfish ambition to like, I'm gonna act like this really nice guy so I can totally fuck with that chick. Don't get your dirtbag. Yeah. <laughs> if it's I'm this really nice guy because that's who I am. Be that and you're that all the time. That person's who wants to stick around. I want to call out something real fast here sure. because it's uh it's it's dominating dating. It's dominating friendships. I think lately is that there are a lot of people out there that just speak sexually to everybody. Everything is has got to be a sexual joke, or it's got to sure. be whatever. And to the person, um, that might be their their defense mechanism, right? Yeah. I mean, who knows, right? I, I'm not going to say what it is or what it isn't. But to the person you're speaking it to, you're causing them to feel anxiety of some sort or attacked or whatever, because that's not what they're looking from you. Yeah. Not everything has to be a sexual joke. There doesn't have to be anyone doing everything out there. Because really, does that does that take any effort? No. No. I mean, like... Especially when you're really sarcastic and it's just, like, second nature to, like... Vulgarity, that's what she said. Yeah, no. And, and, <laughs> and vulgarity is not wit. 
No. There's a difference. Sure. There's a big difference. It's like class. When you say class, people think money, and that's not true either. There's a difference between being sensual and being a pervert. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and honest. then I mean, and you can be both. Yeah. And you can, but you you have to know the time and place, and you always have to know your audience. So sure. just because you're around other people that are doing the same thing, does that mean you you have to do it also? No. No. Yeah, you know, and the other thing I want to touch on too is ghosting. Oh yeah, ghosting, dude. It's not even Halloween. What are you talking about? <sighs> We've all, I think we've all done it to an extent, probably. Or had it happen to us. Or had it happen to us. I know for sure pretty much all of us have probably had it happen to us in one way or another. Whether it's a friend, family member, somebody you were trying to date, somebody you met online, whatever, mm-hmm. you've been ghosted. It's happened. Sometimes people get busy, right? It's That's why right. I say expectations up front, right? Let people know. Like, if you have the intention of, like, not pursuing something, make it evident. Right? If you are dating online, and here's a statistic, too, that I'll throw out at you, because I think you have to go into online dating and know what you're getting yourself into. You can't expect everybody's just talking to you. Online dating, you're, the person you're talking to has at least three or four other people in their inbox. Right off the bat, automatically. Easily. Easily. Some really cute girl, 100. Mm-hmm. Girls, Right. Seriously, you probably got a pile of dudes talking to you right now. Or trying to talk or to you. Or trying to talk to you going, hey, what's up? What's up? Yep. Hi. Pulling a knife at the rock. Hey, girl. Screw you. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, they'll hit you up with like seven messages and then, you know, drop an F-bomb at you and tell you that you're, you know, you know what, female dog or whatever. Yeah. Dudes, knock it off on that one. Like, just stop. It goes both ways, but actually. It's both ways, though. Like, if a, if a girl tries getting your attention and you don't, and then they keep hitting you up sometimes. Like, I've had that happen. Yeah. I'm just not interested. I will say, hey, you seem like a very great individual. I'm here for a serious relationship. I don't think that's going to be between us. I wish you the best of luck. What's I mean, what's the worst that comes of that? That guy's a freaking jerk because he was nice to me? Or because I wasn't what he wanted? Like, that's I have no you have no control over what I want. And that's, and that's what it is. Yeah, you so don't have set control expecta- over it Yeah, set expectations mm-hmm. or set, like, communicate. If you, like, at some point in the courting process, it's where you're like, I just don't know if this is going to work, or, like, there's too many red flags, or there's just, it's just not what you're, you know, there's things that are great, but the overall picture, there's still gray area. Mm-hmm. Don't get into it. Yeah. And, I, I mean, and some of that stuff takes time to find out, but also you have to realize, too, is, like, Somebody else may come along. And so when you're sitting there and you're like online dating, you're like, man, like this girl's super cute. She seems all right. I mean, she's a hardcore Democrat, though. If you're a hardcore Republican, you can't go that route. Exactly. And if you're or the other way around, vice versa. I mean, that's really what it is. Dude, I've had (laughs) I've had people that have asked me like, hey, what's how you seem like a really great dad, blah, blah, blah. You know, whatever. How did you vote? (laughs) That's like question four out of the gate. And I'm like. Um, you're not the type for me. If you have to ask how I voted, you're not the person for me. Because my life should be evident. Yep. My voting is going to be a reflection of my values and my business. I mean, literally physical, my business that I have or my personal business. Like, yeah, that's all. That's my business, not yours. Should be pretty easy to tell for the most part. Yeah. Man, we could go off on that. I know, no, no, I especially being a conservative, yeah, we're being a quote-unquote conservatarian, like mm-hmm. you know, small government conservative. Like I'm, you know, I can, I, I will go that route. But also, I am willing 
to have open and genuine conversations with people as long as they can stay respectful. That doesn't happen a lot these days for either side. No, it doesn't. Either side gets really nasty really quick. So when you bring politics into dating, and that is that is 2021 to a freaking T right now. It is bleh. And I've had some really deep conversations about that with somebody that like, you know, there may have been potential there, but like that difference is great. And there's, really a, there's a wide gap there. Some people, some people don't want to talk about it. Some people want to be ambivalent about it. Um, it's really tough. I mean, it's, it, it really boils down to your core values. Sure. And that's traditionally which way you vote. Yeah. And, and we're not going to get all political because that's not what no, our, our podcast will... is about. But it's, it's totally true because it does reflect in dating. Is that if my core values don't align with your core values, then politically we're probably not going to be on the same page also. Sure. And that's going to cause a lot of animosity. Well, especially when you bring in the political ideations that now, I mean, politics has been split into personality. I mean, let's be honest, that's what it's been made into. Yeah. By the media, by whatever. I mean, you can see people getting censored now because of just how they voted. Not even by what they said, necessarily. Mm-hmm. Just by affiliation now. So if we're taking that into dating, and like you're looking at that person across the table from you, and you're mad at them automatically because they voted for Trump, or you or voted or, for, no, for or you Bernie think or they're Biden or whatever. Yeah, you yeah. think yeah, you think they're an idiot because they voted for the Democrat side. You know, whoever you know they wanted to go or went Green Party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the, what is that going to show like you as like value you have for other people? If that is that important, right? Yeah, the value side of it, then bring the information to the table. Go get your facts. Like if you want to believe a certain way, I'm a firm believer in. If you're going to believe a certain way, you better be able to back it up. People, there's a lot of people out there that vote with no backbone. They date with no backbone. They date just because they want to find somebody to pay attention to them instead of finding somebody that's going to bring value and have, whether it's historical context in their life of things that they've learned, whether it's, you know, going through counseling to get through a tough time. There's all those things that, like, they could bring to the table and bring facts with them. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot out there that just ignore that. Like, and some of them see it as, like, baggage. It's labeled as baggage instead of, like, man, if that person's been through something deep, like, I can resonate with that. I can grow with them, not in it. We're not going to go live in it, but we can grow through that. Yeah. And and that's where single parenting, I think, you fall through the cracks and kind of get, you know, tossed off the wayside as a dad. I feel like I'm at a disadvantage with having the majority custody is because I feel like somebody doesn't want to come in and be mom right away. Or and I'm not. I'm never going to put that on the the woman. Well, you're not even asking for that. No, you're just saying be here for me. Yeah, I've got my son. I've got my situation. Well, I'm going to include me. you in it eventually. Like you're going to be part of this. Like yeah. this is going to be a unit. But right now, you don't even get to meet my kid. I want to say based on that, if you're a stepdad, stop calling yourself that. Yeah, your dad. Your dad. You're you're 100 your dad. You are there now, and as long as it's a great relationship, um, that's how it's going to be. That's how it is with my ex and I. Sure. Their, their stepfather is their father. I'm like, look, you're in their household. You're going to respect that person. You're going to be held accountable at my house for what you did there also. Sure. Because it has to be done that way. Well, if your stepdad grounds you, I'm going to ground you too. Yeah. You know, like if I, I have to understand that if, you know, in the other household, my kid gets in trouble there, it's going to carry over to my house too. I have mm-hmm. to be, we have to be consistent across the board in discipline, right? Well, it, it, we're kind of getting into the marriage aspect, but like with dating, I have to expect that, like, I would hope, and I know it's not going to be the case, obviously, with everybody. Like, 100% of the time, it's not going to be the case. 
that you're going to be that other party that you left or separated from, you would hope that they have your child's best interest in mind. That's not always the case. Yeah. But what do you have control over? You have control of your thoughts, control of your emotions, your time, your energy, your actions, your actions, your money. <laughs> Let's be honest. I mean, if you're blowing money on a side piece to like make yourself feel good instead of spending your money on your kid, mm-hmm. you're an idiot. That's a big one. Also, is a yeah. lot of when you're out there dating and you're dating somebody that's single, they expect you to spend that time and money on them. Yeah, and you're like, man, I have priorities, and I'm sorry, but. I'm not going to go blow money on a random thing just because we're doing this random yeah. piece. It's- and ladies, if you want to date, if you think it's a great idea to date a guy that's got a kid and you are afraid of feeling left out or not getting enough attention, stay away from a dad. Yep. Stay away. Obviously, actions on the male side, yes, you need to make her feel involved or make her feel desired or whatever. But ladies, do not date a single dad if you're going to get jealous of that freaking kid. And that's just as a dad, I would, phew, that's the his biggest. His priorities, it should, it should make you more impressed that his priorities are those kids than anything. Yeah. Because what if somebody, say it works out and you have kids. Mm-hmm. Do you want to still pay attention to you? I mean, obviously, there's and he's, some he's of going that. To Part, yeah, 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 yeah. He's going to the point, and that's a given, right? Yeah. And, and he's going he's gonna to be there. But really, it's if a man cares enough to involve you in his life to that point, and trust you around his children, that's a big deal. So here's a hypothetical in that situation, too. Mm-hmm. Is say you end up with that person, have a kid, doesn't work out. He didn't pay attention to his kid when he was with you. Do you think he's going to pay attention to the kids now that you're out of the picture? And is that something that's going to value? I mean, you're going to value. Yeah. I mean, you got to date to know the type of person. Like, if you're going to become a family unit, what they're bringing to the table. Do we want to get into... Some of the, some the bad cases. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, man, so this episode, because um, I said I got, a, be, I got a, I got a crazy story. I know, I know that I was going to give it to you. Do we have time for it? Yes. Yeah. Give me your story. Because we've, we've, we've got, because we've got a two-hour block, we can go a little smidgen long. Okay. We can go over an hour twenty. All right. I, because I, I, I was like, man, we're supposed to have some fun. Listen to Ryan's story. Enjoy this. This is Ryan. Gonna... Tell me the story that. That I've been waiting to hear for a little while now. <laughs> so, um, we all know about like stereotypes, right? Hairdressers okay. have a stereotype, correct? Oh. I'm not saying all hairdressers are crazy, right? Are we talking cosmetologists or just hairdressers? People that do hair. People that do hair. Okay. There's a difference. There is. There is, yes, but I think both kind of carry, connote. All right. So, like, have you seen the uh, video? What is it? The. The hot crazy axis, where like the military dude dresses all nerdy and tries to explain like the hot crazy line of mm-hmm. yeah and right where it meets yeah where it meets and then yep. it's like if it's above a seven it's a dude <laughs> if it's below <laughs> like it's below a four run away because it's crazy yeah um yeah so she fell somewhere below four um but she was like a nine hot but a probably a eleven crazy um. Which I didn't know about, but I suddenly found out we only got one date. Um, so anyways, yeah, me and this individual get a haircut, right? I, I, I didn't see a ring. So I just kind of asked him, like, hey, yeah, do you, do you, do you want to go get dinner sometime? Was, You're getting the haircut? I was getting the haircut. From the person? From the person. Okay. She's pretty. Was it the first time that you had a haircut done there? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Ryan's ballsy. I was feeling kind of like there was a connection, right? Okay. So I just kind of threw it out there. Yep. Dude, she picked it up right away. Yeah, okay. Here's my number. 
I mean, I tipped well. She didn't think I was a jerk or whatever either. Well, you so. had to at that point. I know. I was kind of committed at that point. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an expensive haircut. Better be good. Um, so I was like, yeah. So like, she gave me her number. I shot her. I was like, all right, I'll text you real quick so you got my info. And then you can shoot me your address and I'll pick you up. So <laughs> I rolled to the house. Granted, this is... Um, I can't remember how long ago it was, but uh, it was actually before I met my wife. So okay. this is a, a dating story that predates single dad dating. But um, I still like it anyway. Keep going. So I pick her up, right? I knock on the door. Dude comes to the door. I'm like, yeah, and I got the right house. So I was picking up so-and-so. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no problem. She's upstairs getting ready for you right now. Um, come on in. You want a beer or something? I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm just waiting. We're going to go grab dinner. It's like, so are you... He's like, you're probably wondering who I am. I'm like, yeah, kind of. Like, she didn't tell me she had a roommate. She's like, well, I'm not a roommate. And I'm, I mean, we're still married. And I'm like, well, um, what? He's like, well, we're separated. And I'm like, well, not apparently. You're s- still here. Yeah. <laughs> so what? Red flag, right? Wow. And I'm like, I'm already committed to this date. I'm a nice guy. So like, I'm just gonna. Okay, fine. This is gonna be a fifty dollar lesson not to ask at hairdressers. Um, so she comes downstairs. Looks good. He admires her, too, which is awkward. Awkward. Yeah. So I'm already picking up this vibe, like, this is taking a weird turn. Hopefully he doesn't high-five you before you leave. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> he told us to have a good time, which was really awkward. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was like, so, how's your husband? You know, joking. She's like, you idiot. We're not married. We're, we're, we're separated. You know, it's easier. They have a kid. It's like, so it's easier. They're just like, right now, you know, until he finds the place. Like, he's staying here. We're still amicable so I don't really see a big deal with it and I'm like oh, okay cool whatever mm. and so we, we go to dinner and she gets freaking hammered at dinner I know a few hairdressers that can drink dude well like straight up right off the bat it's like do you want anything to drink and I was like I mean yeah I'd like order my I don't even know if I ordered alcohol I think I just ordered like a iced tea and water or something like that and just like trying to play it cool and not get stupid i'd rock a moscow meal my favorite i do too oh, I, love, I love moscow meals yeah or a uh a bourbon neat north idaho meals are good too north idaho meals are solid yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah if you guys don't know what that is ask us in the comments yeah um so anyways she she's hammered oh dude she goes like vodka tonic another one tito's and tonic's probably one of my mm-hmm. go-to's too so she goes vodka tonic like right off the bat boom boom doubles Throwing them down within before like appetizer shows up. Holy smokes! <laughs> like rough day at work. <laughs> like yeah. nervous laughter, and uh, so you know we're kind of like having just general weird drunk conversation because she was trying to describe things and I'm like not connecting the dots to. Mm-hmm. So I kind of was like, I got to be honest, the elephant in the room, you know, with like what's going on at home. Like, you know, why he seems like a nice guy. Why are you guys splitting up? And She's like, you know, I don't really know. And I'm like, okay. You know, and she's like, well, let's talk about you. And I'm like, okay, red flag. Like, I'm already checked. Like, no, I've already checked out. Like, I'm trying to just make this less let's awkward. Let's unpack this. Than I've already had. Yeah. And, uh, and so she has, like, another drink or two before we go. I'm like, she's, there's no position. Like, she's like, you want to go out later? We can go to the bar and, like, go go dance or something. It's a, it's a Friday. Like, we can go have fun. I got somebody to watch the kids. So we can go have fun. And I'm like. 
Um, let me think about that. Like I was like, because I don't know, and I'm like, do I? Is this a position where I fake a stomach ache? Mm-hmm. You know, like whatever. Like try to go home, and I'm like, or I could just be the bigger man and be like, no, this like speak out against everything wrong with this situation. So we get to the house. She's drunk, like kind of stumbling drunk. She's like, I'm gonna go change, you know, and then we can go to the bar. And I'm like, whatever, because I plan on just like telling the dude like, peace out, take peace care out, of her. see, her, take care of her. I'm out. He's like, hey man, like, do you guys have fun? I'm like, this is so freaking weird. And I'm like, nah. I, mean, I was like, yeah, I mean, it's fine. I'm like, he's like, so are you guys gonna, you guys gonna date later, you know? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm, I don't do that on the first date. He's like, why not, man? It's a lot of fun. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> like, don't tell me to try to sleep with your still wife. Okay, man. So I'm feeling like this is a hot <laughs> wife situation. Yeah. And not like hot, like, oh, she's smoking hot. Um, yum. But like the other version of hot wife. That I found out about he's, like a couple years ago. He's like trying to, yeah. This is more for him than for her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where, where dudes are okay with the wife going out and dating and having whatever partner. And yeah. I don't understand. There was, this was like, to me, I'm like, this was foreign and I'm like trying to play nice guy. And it's way out of my weird I'm zone. So confused. Yeah. And so I'm like sitting there and I'm like, how do I get out of here? And I was like. Finally told him, I was like, man, she's pretty drunk. I'm like, I don't really want to go to the bar because I don't want to take care of somebody that's, you know, hammered. He's like, well, he's like, hey, man, you guys can stay here and keep drinking. I'll just stay upstairs and you guys can have fun downstairs. And I'm like, I'm good. Like, I'm out of here. See you later. And like, finally, I was like, this is weird. And I literally told him face to face, like, this is really weird. I turned around, walked off, got my car and drove off. And I get a text like 10 minutes later. And she's like, um, so you didn't want to stay? And I'm like. You're married. Thank you. No, thank you. Goodbye. And that was like the worst freaking experience. That's amazing. I've had. Like, okay, so a couple questions. Yeah. Was there a black leather couch in the front room? <laughs> there was a black leather L-shaped sofa in the living room. So they had a casting couch. Okay. That's, um, I just wanted to make sure. I'm naive, man. Were like... there... When you looked around the space as you were dropping her off or picking her up, were there any little red lights anywhere in the room? I didn't look around. I was more kind of in the entryway. Okay. Yeah. He didn't have a camera on I, or anything on I him hope, at all? I hope not, but nothing occurred, so there's nothing incriminating against me floating around out there. Uh, <laughs> there was wow. nobody following us to dinner. <laughs> when when she gave you her card after doing your hair, was there an OnlyFans link on it? <laughs> I just no. These, I mean, these are real, these are real questions in my mind. I mean, I, let's be honest. Right? Now. What kind of hair salon is this? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That was. I mean, I figured that one would be hard to top in the rest of my lifetime. I've had a couple where it was like I got catfished once, mm-hmm. like, and it was like the same person, but not the same person. Like, ladies, please don't post a picture of you in high school, and expect us to realize who you are at forty. You know, My 40 filters, is 34, yeah, yeah. 36. Filters, yeah. I mean, filters do wonders for people, let's be honest. But at the same time, when you're trying to be honest with somebody, it's kind of lying. Hey, so if you're taking yeah. a selfie also, um, every camera has a built-in selfie filter. It is automatic. So if you say no filter and take a picture, there's a filter already. Yeah. So go into that setting, turn it all the way down. That's how you really look. Yeah. Um, and I'm not trying to, like, get into, like, Hey girl, you ugly. Like that's not well, what I'm saying at all. But like, be honest with people. Like, so I have this. Come thing, on, and this <laughs> might on. be awful, but I, I want a picture of a girl in her makeup, right? 
Send me a picture. Awesome. Sure. Thank you so much. Now send me a picture without your makeup. Mm-hmm. Right? And the only reason why is that eventually down the road... Why? Do you I, want to see me when I'm ugly? Like, I don't want to wake up next to a dude. Teen Wolf? Like, <laughs> I, if, I go to, if, if I go to sleep and you're there and I wake up to you and it's somebody else... Yeah. That's catfishing. Yeah. I, um, like, that's a lot of catfishing. And, and I know you it's don't rampant. Need to. It's rampant, though. Yeah. It is. And guys are doing it, too. Oh my gosh! There I have is... a buddy that had a dating profile. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. And I ripped. I still rip him to this day because this was like 15 years ago. He took one of the best dude, best looking dudes from high school that we went with, mm-hmm. and had like 10 pictures of him in his dating profile. <laughs> hey, I, I have an. Active... Oh, it was the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. So I've got an active plenty of fish. I think. Well, not active because I haven't signed into it, and I don't know how long. And if you guys want to, I will post. <laughs> The profile picture, dude, and what I wrote below it. My bio is fire. Do you want me to read the bio real fast? Oh, dude, I actually have this picture. Do it. Go on, um, and I, I think you're gonna love it. Right here, I'll let you. I'll let you see it first. Here, look at the picture there. <laughs> Clearly, that's not me. <laughs> Clearly, it's not me. Let me read it to you, ladies. So if you see it, um, I mean, don't send me a message because honestly, I'm, I'm not going to read it. Well, because I'm think not on there. I think but, your significant other get kind of. Tipped um, off so off. it says, so as a memory, that's that's my name. It's forty. Um, <laughs> joy is inside you and comes from loving yourself. No man or woman can bring you joy. They can only add to the fun of being there with you and your joy. Much like a Rick Roll, it's never going to give up, give you up. It's never going to let you down. <laughs> never going to run around and desert you. <laughs> Always remember when you love yourself. You're no stranger to love. (laughs) And always remember when you love yourself first, someone will be willing to move heaven and earth to be forever with you. Sure. If you guys don't know that, Rick Astley had two number one hits. And those are lyrics from both his number one hits. And the picture is of Rick that Astley. That's exactly who it I saw. It is of Rick Astley. That's why I died laughing, because so, I know exactly who that was. There you go, Mac. You check that out real fast, buddy. <laughs> That's awesome. That's my Plenty of Fish profile. Ladies, hit me up on the Plenty of Fish there. <laughs> Slide I into those DMs. <laughs> yeah, I, I, won't get, I won't get it, because obviously I don't have the app. It's deleted from forever ago. I have a Costco. Mine, my draw, my hook. Should I post this? Do it. Dude, that this is, is so on our Facebook. That um, is so funny. If you want to see it, ladies, it'll be there in a second. So, uh, my hook, right? Okay. Besides my, uh, my boyish good looks, my charm. They're there. My sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a Costco executive membership. Oh, the black card. With one extra slot. Play your cards right, ladies. You, could have, you too could have a Costco executive membership. And all the benefits that are included with that. <laughs> That's a lot of benefits. <laughs> There's a lot of benefits with that. But yeah, no, um, <laughs> so it's, I like to have fun. There's, there's one thing I did, my buddy Trent, who also has a podcast on this network too, um, him and I did a video and it was like right at that one year mark after I got divorced mm-hmm. and I was sitting there on a Saturday and I was reading and I kind of like had like that aha moment and I texted him like, dude, we got to do a video of this. Like we got to do something. And it was, this is our closing thought, like Jerry's final thought today, okay. right? <laughs> if you want to go Jerry Springer, um, since it did get weird today in this episode, we'll close with this. <laughs> um, is it? Think of yourself as a house, right? And you have you're full of garbage, right? You were a hoarder. Okay. You had a massive house party, you know, for like ongoing for three weeks on end, and your house is just full of crap. 
you hire a housekeeper, you get a housekeeper, somebody volunteers to come help you clean it up, get everything out of the house, out to the curb, you get it inside, smelling good, looking good, it appears to be clean, right? You get a hunch at like 9 o'clock at night, you're like, man, some of that stuff was pretty awesome. I want to keep holding on to that. Or, man, that stuff, like, it hurt so bad, or it was so crazy, you know, I don't want to forget about it. I'm going to keep it in the garage as a memento. That is a relationship. If we're coming out of something traumatic, they're like, you don't, you got to make sure your house is in order before. You, so say you start bringing that junk back in, right? And that housekeeper comes back again. And they keep seeing the same crap showing up week after week when they come back to clean up. And they're cleaning up the same mess every freaking week. And you're unwilling to get rid of that stuff. Are they going to stick around long, very long? I mean, you better pay really good mm-hmm. if they're going to stick around. But is that volunteer going to come back and help you clean up again? Probably not. No. It's the same thing in dating. If our house, ourself, is so screwed up and so jacked up, and we're holding on to hurts and pain and everything else from our past, and we're unwilling to work through it, process it, and get rid of it, create a clean house for somebody else to come in and share it with us, nobody's going to want to join us in that. So when you're going to dating, like, I mean, that's the one thing is like, man, if you've been hurt, get through your hurts. It's okay to be hurt. It's not okay to live in it. Like, don't wallow in it for the rest of your life. You can learn, process it, learn from it, grow. Go to counseling. Like, do something to to move. Talk to friends. Start a podcast. I don't. (laughs) Add value. Yeah, do that. Something, right? Get through it, process it. But you got to clean up the house if you're going to expect somebody to want to come back with you and live in it. Yeah. And so that's that's kind of what I want to close with today is, you know, that dating. Like as a single dad, yeah, it's it's been tough because I've met some great people. I haven't met the person, right? I hope I do. Like it's gonna happen eventually. Mm-hmm. But I'm okay with where I'm at now, as long as I keep that house in order, right? I just got to keep maintaining, and you always got to pick up. Like whenever your kids just leave, stay consistent. Yeah, stay consistent. Because you never know when that person's gonna stop by. So you always got to keep that, keep your house in order. I guess like it's like when you have the the unannounced relatives show up, you don't want to look like crap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the un, uninvited house guest. Um, I think that's a good note to end on. But yeah, I mean, so and, unless we want to talk about our, our only fans for advocacy, <laughs> only dads, only dads, <laughs> girling pictures, <laughs> mowing lawns, green. white shoes that are turning green. Yeah, oh yeah, socks and sandals. We can do that. Yeah, uh, I can make some serious money off. Yeah, that. I think so. Fanny packs. Oh, fanny packs. <laughs> We can do that. Anyway, so yeah. this is episode five, guys. Uh, <laughs> well, not that one. That's more us. That's more us. Yeah, episode five. Yeah, this is episode five. Um, look forward to more in the future. We're you know we're here having fun, enjoying ourselves. Um, smash that like button, follow us, comment, man. I mean, let us know if we're touching your lives. If we're doing anything for you, let us know because we yeah. really love the feedback, and we actually will talk with you. Yeah, we. we Message We've had us. people message us, and we will respond. So yeah, had some really deep conversations with a dad going through some tough stuff with his kid. Yep, um, had a great combo last week with him. So I appreciate it to those that are reaching out to us. Instagram, dadvocacy.podcast. Same handle on Facebook, dadvocacy.podcast. Find us on there. Uh, like us, share us, get people involved. And I uploaded that picture. Yeah, I uploaded the meme, too, that I created. Nice. It's all up there, too. Um, But go ahead and follow us on there. Join us for the conversation. Stay with us. Um, We're going to be talking about some really good subject matter in the next couple weeks. So So, until next time, this is Dadvocacy. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Mm -hmm.